This may be long, and it isn't the first strange thing I ever saw, nor the first or only paranormal thing I've ever witnessed. However, it is one of the most memorable. I copied this from a previous post I made long ago on Ask Reddit, but I've been browsing and decided to post this here as well. For some backstory, you'll need it. I grew up in a small California desert tourist town called Joshua Tree, home of the Joshua Tree National Park. Those of us that are older call it the Monument, as it was that before National Parkdom. I was in my early 20s at the time of this, which was approximately 15 to 16 years ago, and was the only one with a car and a license. Growing up in a small desert town leaves you with limited options for fun, and we would make use of the park. Occasionally, maybe once a week or so, a group of us would pile up into a station wagon with beer, smokes, and a mixtape, and drive through the park late at night. An empty road, so dark and quiet other than the loud group of guys in a red mercury driving fast from one entrance to another, hours would go by each time as we drove the long, desolate road and stopped at various rocks that we liked to climb. I can't overstate how desolate it was. How alone. No other cars, no lights, except the occasional lonely unmanned roadwork sign when warranted. Hell, that was exactly what we thought it was. This trip started like every other, except maybe more of us than usual. We were crammed in that car, windows down, as I chain-smoked and drove a good 20 miles per hour over the speed limit. Gravel was spitting up as we had a good time. Shortly into the trip, I saw a light. A blue light, possibly, and it was miles and miles ahead. That's the thing about dark. Light is free to shine for miles. I remember saying something about having to slow down at some point. It must be some road construction left by itself up ahead, it had to be a sign, because the lights hadn't moved. We continued for a few miles to one of our favorite stops and got out. We climbed for a while, maybe 45 minutes or so, drank a little, joked, the norm. Then we piled back in and continued. Now let me be clear, this light never moved and we had already been about an hour into our adventure. Why would the sign have a blue light? As we approached the light, I started to slow, and slowed more and more as we approached the source. It wasn't a sign, it wasn't a car, and it was not a UFO. Standing on the side of the road, facing towards us, unmoving, for over an hour at this point, was a man. A pale, white man. White beard, dirty old miner clothing, with an old mining helmet and a pickaxe. He was period-appropriate for a time long before the park was anything other than desert with some lonely mines. His light was giving off an unnatural and bright blue light. His face was blank, but he stared at us, directly at all of us. We sped up, and as we drove by faster, his head turned to keep pace with us as we left. His light was visible, unmoving once again, facing us the entire trip out. Once again... It never flickered or moved. He wasn't translucent, but the saying as white as a ghost applied to everything about him other than his clothes, pickaxe, and light. 
I remember looking at the clock shortly after passing him. It was damn near exactly 1am when we passed. We never saw a car, hell, a horse, any way for this old sickly pale miner to get into the park, nor any reason for him to be there. Any means of transportation would have been visible if nearby. At worst of all, we estimated that this miner had to have been standing there facing us for at least an hour and a half, never moving. The eeriest part, by far, was how still he had been that whole time, waiting, perhaps, to see us. And not once did that light flicker as if he looked down for a moment or turned his head. He just stood there staring down a road at a car full of dumbasses. Even when we parked, headlights off, and climbing some rocks while balancing a beer in hand, he stared from miles away into the darkness in our direction. We would have been no more than mere darkness to any human that far away without our headlights. We never saw him again. However, a few years ago, I decided to check to see if anyone else had experienced the same thing. I found one other story of a couple that saw him near where we did, standing there and staring late at night. I found another story of people camping in the dark away from the standard camps, and saw the silhouette of what could have been a miner walk closely by. As a man, I wish that we would have stopped. Even if it would have been the most horrifying thing ever, I wish we would have stopped because honestly, I believe there was a ghost of a dead miner out in that park, and I would know for sure today. Plenty of unexplained things have happened in my life, but the visage of that miner still sits fresh to this day. If anyone ever wants to test their luck, both on seeing the miner and seeing what he may be doing, take a trip through Joshua Tree National Park in Southern California late at night slash early in the morning. You will probably be alone on that road without cell reception, so be smarter than us and don't take the risks that we did. Make sure to slow down as you approach the turn for Key's view, which is where we saw him, and where the other story of him was. Just... Look for that blue, ghostly light during your trip. On the 29th of December, my mom actually wanted me to stay a night in a hostel with three of my mom's cousins and four of my own. I didn't think much about it, to be honest and we were the first ones that opened the door and explored the place. There was a long hallway and a lot of rooms. I think it was nine rooms total, and a small living room in front of the bedroom doors. And if you went straight ahead, and then went to the right and then left, a small hallway would be there and you would see the washing machine and boards for ironing on the far end. Then, to your left... There would be an opened door that leads you to a massive kitchen and tables. One long white table on the left side of the kitchen, stuck onto the wall, and the main brown table in the middle of the kitchen. I had to switch on the lights to everything too, so the hallways felt scary and eerie when you stared at it in the dark for too long, even though I didn't think the place was haunted. Walking further to the washing machine, I glanced to my left and saw two small bathrooms, and noticed that the floor was wet. And behind the wall of the washing machine, 
was another one that was closed. I didn't actually bother to open it, and went back to the living room with the lights still on. Walking back, my mom was talking loudly to herself, thinking that I was with her, moving to a room and asking me if this was the right room for us both to stay in for a night. I yelled, Sure, yeah, and ran to my mom, feeling that something was behind me, or I was just imagining things, since I do really love horror movies and stories. Time goes by and my cousins came with their mothers. I played with my baby cousin and walked around and went to the bathroom again because he led me there. Feeling quite scared, I pulled him back and switched my attention to him, but suddenly I heard a human growl in one of the bathrooms. I didn't even glance at what was behind me and dragged my baby cousin out of there, afraid. It was quite creepy when I heard that, but nonetheless, I forgot about it after a few minutes and enjoyed my time there. And then, loud running footsteps were always heard because of my cousin chasing after the baby, and I got used to it after the amount of running. It sounded like people were upstairs running too, but it didn't last long. I convinced my mom to make me have a room for myself, and I did. It was room D, there was a small circle on the front door that said the letters. I slept in a single bed while a mirror to my left was on the corner, when I'm laying on the bed, and there was a small white chair beside it. I never thought about paranormal things happening to me, so I slept peacefully in the warm bed. Then, I suddenly woke up in a jolt and heard someone running down the hallway, running past my room into the far right end which I got confused, but I only thought that it was my kid cousin or the baby that was running swiftly. So I slept again. I was pissed off and I woke up to my aunts chatting in the living room. Walking out, my mom asked me to take a shower and so I did. I grabbed the clothes and towel and I went to the bathroom behind the washing machine and took a shower. Though, when I was on the toilet bowl, I heard a whisper outside calling my name and I faced the wooden door, and then it whispered my name again. It sounded like my female cousin, who I thought was showering on the other side, so I just ignored it. I kept my mouth shut after that, but I asked my female cousin privately about her calling my name while I was showering, but she said she didn't say anything. A little terrified, I just laughed it off while she talked about her experience in the late night as well. She said that when she went to the bathroom in the middle of the night, she heard our baby cousin crying, but she shrugged it off. And my aunt, who told her, said that the baby was sleeping the whole time, and it got her freaked out. Punching me and hating me for making up ghost stories about the hallway, I only laughed and ate breakfast with her before noon. Apparently, the hostel was actually haunted, but my uncle didn't say a word to prevent my aunts from being scared and terrified for a night, and then left quickly because he was not scared. They even shouted at me and told me to not say a word of what I heard in the bathroom before going out of that place. In the running footsteps I heard, I noticed a few bizarre things about them. My kid cousin slash baby cousin's room were on the left side of the hallway, but the footsteps ran to the right. Since normal walking footsteps can be clearly heard from inside my room, 
I never heard any walking back to their room, never hearing any footsteps that went to the left. And this happened in the middle of the night, too, maybe three to six in the morning. Why would they both be awake and running around the hallway in the middle of the night, was my question. Though, there's no real answer to that. Hi everyone. I just wanted to share my encounter with unexplainable things that had happened with me, my family with regards to seeing an apparition, and a collective experience of living in this particular house back in the 2000s. My family and I moved countries when I was young, and the first house we moved to in that country was about 40 years old and owned by a young guy. I cannot tell you where, but it's one of the Commonwealth countries. The reason for not disclosing the location is because I want to remain somewhat anonymous, but I know that people who I've told the story to may know who I am. It was a rented property, and nothing out of the ordinary other than multiple neighborhood cats roaming around the dying garden with a very much dead lawn. When we moved in, we were fine for a few weeks, and then it started. I had a really good relationship with my family until we moved into that house. Everyone started to pick fights with each other, and when we were living there, nothing ever was going right. Everyone was on edge, the vibe was off. I sometimes saw pearly dusts floating above me at night while laying down in bed. I reasoned that it was cars passing by, producing that reflection on the walls or something, but it was still there, even after the cars passed by in the street. I didn't think much of it at the time, and as a kid, I just thought we moved into a dusty old house. Then, the house would randomly get cold, and when it did, it would never get warm, despite the three portable heaters in the same room. And, scarily enough, they were all functioning fine, and where it would get cold in the house would vary every time. At the time, we thought that maybe the construction of the house was old, and maybe we had thin walls or the heaters were all defective. Then, one day, I saw it. Before I get into details, I want you to imagine this corridor, right in the middle of the house, surrounded by bedrooms and bathrooms. Basically, this corridor had no natural light, and it was very, very dark if all the bedroom doors were closed. Going back to the encounter, I was in the bathroom washing my hands, and as I opened the bathroom door to exit, I see this fog that resembles a human arm, moving back and forth as if it was walking, and then disappearing at the end of the corridor. A full arm stretching from shoulder to the tip of fingers, moving as though attached to an invisible body, resembling a brisk walk in that dark corridor. It couldn't have been some lights coming from outside the windows because it was in the corridor that didn't have any natural lights available. Plus, it was daytime. Only after this encounter... I felt the shiver down my back, 
A genuine shiver that you get when you see something that you cannot logically process. I didn't share these encounters with my family back then, because I didn't want to scare anyone, and I was in doubt with the experience. When we found a new place, and moved out of that house, I finally felt ready to share the experience with my family. Jokingly, I said that the house was haunted. I only got to know then that everyone had the same experience, seeing something in the air, nightmares, ghastly arms, cold spots. My mom would have nightmares of this black shadow trying to enter the house, while she would hold them back out. My sibling, who also saw the arm, told me that while the arm was moving away, exactly the same as I've described above, he swears that the temperature in that corridor must have dropped in that moment, as he could see his own breath. I feel like this whole thing could be explained due to stress of moving to a new country, but I don't know. I'm just thankful we were only renting it temporarily, and that we were able to leave. This story won't be told by me, but by a family member of mine. It was a regular Saturday night, and I was in my bed watching YouTube videos. I own three cats, Lily, Woodsy, and Rose. Rose and Lily were the only ones who came in my room, so I left the door closed, but not fully, so they can come in or out. My bed was on one of the corners of the room, and at the end was my tall dresser and the door. Whenever a cat came in or out of my room, I could hear the vents off in the living room. And also keep in mind that the dresser was so tall, I couldn't see the door besides the top of it. So if a cat came in, they would have to walk out behind the dresser for me to see them. As I was watching YouTube, I could hear the vents off in the living room. I look up and, sure enough... I saw the door opened. I glanced down to see a cat, but no cat. I was confused, but thought, maybe they changed their mind. Minutes passed, but the door never closed. This almost always never happens, but I shrugged it off. Then, breathing. Deep, dark breathing was coming from the door. I ignored it, but then it hit me. Cats don't make breathing sounds. Someone was in my door and breathing. I turned my phone off and slowly pressed the emergency button and start to dial 911. <laughs> Big mistake. As I pressed the buttons and it makes the dial sound, whoever was at my door heard as well and they went quiet. My fingers trembled, and as were my feet, as they were close to the door. It was me and this person only separated by a dresser. And then... Tick. 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 It was tapping my dresser, as if whatever it was was taunting me. And shortly after, the nails were sliding to the end so I could see them. The nails were so dark and gray, and the hand looked like it belonged to some starved elder. But I took a closer look, and the hand was white. It was so unnatural, and, at this point, I thought I was having sleep paralysis. But I could move, so 
check that off the list. <laughs> clink, 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 clink. I knew what that was. Whatever they were doing was making it clear that they had a knife. It was time to show them what I had in mind. As adrenaline kicked in, I kicked the dresser, quickly looked to my left and saw a hammer that I had used to fix the window. I grabbed that and bashed the uncanny nail. Whoever it belonged to let out a scream. That scream? Oh, God. It still echoes through my head till this day. I don't know how to describe it. It was high-pitched with a, a low evil to it, but no human is capable of doing that. I took no time to shut my door as it ran away. The cops obviously didn't care at all, and they took their sweet time getting there, and came up with nothing but some broken nails and a busted doorknob. I had no idea the doorknob was busted. I would have heard it at the least, but I was too mad at the police to even think about it. This event, it left me paranoid for months, but I'm fine now, just a bit shaky. Thank God I moved out of that place. Well, I was about eight years old when I first had this experience. At least an experience that I can remember. It was the weekend, so... I was staying up pretty late for my age. My mom had gone to work while my dad was asleep in his room with my baby sister and newborn brother. I lived in a two-story house. I was downstairs watching TV. I remember laying on the couch with my head on the armrest watching Gargoyles, even though I wasn't a Disney kid at all. I leaned more towards Cartoon Network and Nick. And I felt the couch shake. Living close to California and being in the aftershock before, I looked back towards the dining room chandelier to see if it was swaying. There was nothing. No movement. I was fairly spooked. I got up and went into the next room to get my dog, and he absolutely did not want to go into the TV room where I was. I even tried to drag him, as well as give him a treat, but he wasn't having any of it. I summoned some courage and went back to watching TV. A few minutes had passed, and I had felt the couch shake again, but more violently. I turned my head to see if the chandelier was swaying, but nothing. Again. While I was moving my vision back towards the TV, there was a shadow. It was at least seven foot tall standing in front of me, blocking the view, and at this point, I felt hands around my neck. I was being choked, but there was nothing in front of me. The shadow was still standing in front of the TV. I tried to get up, but I was pushed back down, and my head hit the armrest. I was kicking and screaming, but nothing was happening, and I started to feel as if I couldn't breathe. I started to get really scared that I was going to die in that moment. I tried once more, and I was able to get up. I felt the fingers being pulled off my neck, and I made a run for the stairs. I turned around once again for a quick peek, but there was nothing in that room. I still visit that house on occasion, and I've always had bad vibes there. Sometimes I see a shadow in the corner of my eye on the stairs, looking down at me.
So that, my friends, was a collection of five paranormal stories for your enjoyment. Hopefully, you did enjoy them. I enjoyed them, so thank you to all the Redditors that let me read their stories, and thank you to everyone who listened and is hearing me say thank you. If you enjoyed this and want more, hit that subscribe button. Hit that bell icon next to it and change it to all. You can also support me by following me on social media platforms. Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, Instagram. Something else that I can't think of the name of right now because they probably exist and I just don't know what it is. You can also support the channel through one-time donations on coffee, Or if you want early access to all my videos, you can join as a channel member or support the Patreon. All patrons, $10 plus, get a free poster, kind of free. I mean, you're paying for it, kind of. Kind of. You, you get a poster, and it's signed. I sign the posters. And then I mail them to you. And they're amazing posters. I love them. I own one myself. Because it's so cool looking. Yeah. Uh, really quick, I also wanted to say that I noticed uh, a big issue with my word of the day thing. And that is that if I do that, I can't record these videos early. So, words of the day are going to be on Mondays only. <laughs> Sorry for that, but I can't do a word of the day Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. If, whenever I'm recording this Wednesday video on Monday... I don't have a response because the Monday video isn't up yet. So, words of the day on Monday. Maybe Saturdays or Fridays eventually, but just Monday for now. So just just that, okay? Just that. Alright. I don't have anything else to say. Uh, I love you all, and I hope you're having a beautiful day. And I hope the rest of your week goes swimmingly. And I hope I'll see you on the next video. And then also, I kind of sort of hope that you can lay down at night and sleep well. Thank you.